What do you tell yourself will take your business or life to the next level? We often spend so much time focused on the stories and messaging that we tell others in our business and very little time focused on the stories that we tell ourselves. This could lead to a serious wipeout in your business. Today's episode will show you how to strengthen the foundation of your business and give you a richer life right now, all with the stories that you tell yourself. Welcome to the Business That Story Built podcast. I'm your host, Christy Bilbrey, a marketing strategist and brand story expert. My goal is to help you understand exactly what sets you apart from your competitors and how to confidently and authentically share that with the world. Your stories are what draw in your audience and keep them coming back for more of you and what you offer. In the business world, the top storytellers grow the top businesses. Let's chat about how to share your stories to grow your business. When you really boil it down, there are only two types of stories that we tell. Those we tell others and those we tell ourselves. Today, I'm focusing on stories that we tell ourselves. What shapes our mindset? Do you ever find yourself thinking about something in life that you believe will prove to yourself once and for all that you are more capable than you realize, and then you'll be able to channel that same energy into helping you accomplish something in an entirely different area of your life that you find daunting in your business, perhaps. Well, during my late 20s, my life felt pretty stagnant. I was living in Los Angeles at the time, and I wanted to find a husband, and I hadn't. I wanted to start my own business, but didn't even know where to begin. And I wanted to be more physically active and in shape. Enter surfing. I grew up in the desert in Arizona. And so the beach always seemed to me like the best place in the world. So when I was in my early 20s, I moved to LA and I told myself, one day I am going to learn how to surf. That is something surfers and surf culture was something that to me always represented people who just laughed in the face of fear. They lived their life to the fullest. They were physically and mentally tough. They could do anything, especially the things that others were way too intimidated to even attempt. And they seemed to have the time of their life doing it. So to me, it was like, wow, if I could be like that, then my life would be so different. So once I lived in LA for a few years and just felt this general malaise about the direction of my life, I thought this is the perfect time to learn how to surf. I couldn't wait to just discover these secrets that I was sure these people had that would stop letting fear get the better of me and help me pursue what I really wanted without letting anything hold me back and to have the time of my life doing it. This is how I had always seen them. It's kind of like the grass is always greener, so people in the desert want to be around the beach. All right, so maybe it wasn't totally spelled out that way in my head, but the images that I saw and the feelings that they conveyed essentially communicated to me that that's the way my life would look if I had this. It's like seeing a really cool scene in a movie and then trying to replicate it in real life, it's just never the same and usually ends up 
uh, coming out really awkward, if you know what I'm talking about. So here's the reality of what happened. A couple of my friends and I decided that we were going to book a weekend surfing class in Surf City, Huntington Beach. It was essentially our little group of 20 and 30 somethings. And by little, I mean, there were just the three of us and then a whole bunch of five, seven and eight year olds. And we spent five hours on Saturday and five hours on Sunday. We bought our wetsuits in advance. We rented these foam boards. If you guys have ever gone surfing before, you know that foam boards are extremely buoyant, so they help you catch waves easier. And uh, so we were all set up and ready. And at the start of the first day, we had tons of adrenaline and excitement. We did everything that we were instructed to do, essentially doing push-ups on the beach. And then we got in the water. And if you've ever tried surfing before, it is a lot, a lot, a lot of paddling. And the waves were pretty big for brand new surfers. They were about five feet high, which may not sound very impressive unless it's about to come crashing down on you. And when you're paddling through that for hours, you definitely feel it. So we woke up the next morning and our arms were so sore. It was actually difficult to keep them down by our sides because they kept wanting to float up. It was really pretty hilarious to see. So that day we kind of had to drag ourselves back to the surf camp with a little less energy and enthusiasm. Um, but you know, we kept really high spirits and we're like, well, now we know how to do this. We can conquer it. We're going to go out every weekend and just become amazing surfers and in great shape. And, um, you know, we had this huge vision of what was going to happen. So the reality was over the next year to year and a half, I probably went out about a dozen times and maybe caught that number of waves. Most of the time I was in the water, I was actually petrified about what could be right under me in the water since that water in LA is so murky, you can't even see your toes dangling under your surfboard. And, um, and then I would freak out when I felt the fish or kelp brush past my feet. I, my feet. I was always sure that it was going to be a shark or I would see a fin and freak out and turns out it was a dolphin. So half the time we went out there, um, you know, we were trying to mask our own fears and really we treated it like going out to coffee. We were just girlfriends catching up on our surfboards, very little surfing or attempting uh, took place. It was mostly just catching up on whatever was the latest in our lives. So eventually this whole surfing dream fantasy fell by the wayside and the vision of becoming this strong, fearless surfer who just conquered everything in life began to drift. So often we have an idea in our heads of what we think is going to change everything for us. And we think if we could just do this one thing, that's all we'll need. And then everything else in our life will kind of come into place. And I think that's actually why so many people today feel so depressed. I think that our grandparents and our great grandparents who lived through the depression, they knew how to live a much happier richer lives than a lot of us do now. And I think there's so much that we can learn from them. So my surfing adventures didn't exactly change my life in the way that I hoped. Um, but 
I also had a lot of really big expectations going in. So the first thing that I think, regardless of what your Mount Everest or what you think of surfing or whatever that is for you, I think if we can instead just shift our mindset to remove these lofty expectations of what we think is what we think our life is going to look like and what we think accomplishing one thing will do to change our life, give us satisfaction and fulfillment and meaning because truthfully we aren't owed anything in this life despite what you hear in pop culture today that tells you, oh, you're owed all these things. I really feel like when you adopt that mindset, it only sets yourself up for uh, depression, bitterness, frustration. So instead, what I recommend uh, and what I have still have to remind myself to do is to stop thinking that one thing is going to change everything and instead, let it be instead of accomplishing a thing, uh, let it be shifting a mindset. Let it be thinking that anything good that comes your way is a blessing and something wonderful instead of just something expected that you're quick to say, eh, okay. Because I feel like a lot of times when you know something great is coming, it's kind of this buildup. And then once you get it, it's like, eh, okay, now I have that. So instead of expecting it, just let anything you get be something wonderful. I feel like uh, pictures and stories and even just experiencing my own grandparents. It's like the small things were a really big deal and they never expected much. So that's one lesson. And then another is just working hard. I feel like hard work ethic has all but disappeared from today because we're constantly fed this lie that success or anything worth having should come easily. And if it doesn't, then you're never going to get there. So we give up really easily, myself included. So something that I have challenged um, some people that I mentor to do and what I am trying to do as well is commit to doing something consistently for a minimum of six months. Whether that's something you do daily or weekly and don't judge the results for at least six months of consistent focus efforts. Now, had I applied this to surfing and actually focused on technique and tenacity rather than just freaking out about what could be under me and catching up with my girlfriends, I probably would have seen a difference. But I think it's also understanding that you're going to have to apply that to everything in life. It's not like once you accomplish it in one place, it's automatically going to be transferred to the other areas of your life. And the third is just to notice the people, the experiences, the opportunities and the possessions that you already have that enrich your life so much, or at least have the potential to, if you spend time regularly focusing on them, pouring into them, we miss out on so much joy in life simply because we focus on what's missing rather than what we already have. And again, this is something I have to focus on myself. So I am... Um, I'm telling you exactly what I, I still need to do myself. So no, surfing didn't change my life the way I thought it would. I have some fun stories to share from that. But what I learned was you really just have to adopt an, a, a mindset and 
be willing to invest that mindset, that time, the the learning curve to everything in life without having huge expectations. And when you do, then I think that's when the happy surprises come and you end up being less stressed, less depressed, and can just enjoy your life more. So I hope that helps some of you guys. And, um, you know, again, some of these podcasts are going to be more geared to what we tell others. But in the business world, the stories that we tell ourselves, and frankly, in life in general, those are equally, if not more important in having the success we want and being able to enjoy the success that we do have. So I hope that's helpful. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're ready to dive deeper into exploring the wealth of stories you have to offer, grab my free guide, Become Your Audience Bestie at bit.ly forward slash bestie podcast. That's bit.ly forward slash bestie podcast. You can also find the link in the description of this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And I would be oh so appreciative if you would also take a moment to leave a review. Do you know someone else who needs this episode? Make sure to share the link with them. Thanks for listening.